Well, Kevin, after everything that has transpired around this team for the past 24 hours, um, I would suggest to you that this is exactly what the doctor ordered on several levels. Yeah, well, look, I think we sort of knew what Kevin Gosman was going to give you. This is the first time I've really seen him throw the split finger a little bit harder. It's about a mile and a half harder. That would mean it would, you know, last in its lane a little bit longer. It's harder to tell the difference between that and the four-seamer. Uh, when he can go four-seamer away, he can go four-seamer down. He can tunnel that harder split finger down with the four-seamer, he's almost impossible to hit. He said he had a balanced attack with both of those, the four-seamer and, and the split finger. He threw 41 split fingers. He threw 44 seamers. If you're standing on the on-deck circle, and oh, by the way, he's toying with righties, throwing mm. 20 sliders. He's got that balanced attack. He's throwing it a little bit harder. His four-seamer's locating away and down. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. This is this Jeff, I will say this. This sort of makes it easier for a GM to make a big move when he knows this dude is pitching the next day. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, look, we the story of the day here was Alec Manoa being optioned to the uh, Florida Complex League. And the numbers are 416-870-0590, star 591 590 I know a lot of you uh, are looking to have your say on Alec Manoa, and please feel free to call him. But... We also do need to talk to Kevin Gossman, who is now tied with Spencer Strider for the major league lead in strikeouts at 13. Kevin, this is this is you, you talked about balance. 17 whiffs tonight, 13 in the splitter, got 14 called strikes on his four seamer, 19 called strikes in general. I I wouldn't say you 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 couldn't hit him, but with that particular mix, that just that just says how effective. That just says how effective he was tonight. And it started, as you said, the splitter was a little harder, and that yep. makes the fastball more effective on a night where he didn't he didn't need to throw 98 or 99. Well, we saw 197. It was consistently somewhere around the 95. When he's locating that away to right, he's, he can go away to left. He's with the fastball. He can go down. He, he's doing the down thing on purpose, right? That, that allows it, it, to make it a little tougher for them to pick up the split finger. And when he's throwing it harder, that means it would last in its lane a little bit longer. That means it breaks later. It's tougher for you to pick it up. You get some weak swings. You get some easy punch outs. And I, by the way, when he can do that and then act act like he can, you know, steal a strike or throw a good fastball uh, righty a slider in a fastball or split finger count, that makes him even that much tougher. So, yeah, he just everything about him, right? He, even the little. The set thing when he takes his ball, he flips it out of his glove. It lands in the exact same spot. Now, now he's got a little bit more rhythm with the three bounces that he has. He has the one little big bounce. He'll have the couple of uh, little bounces, and then it's just sort of the rhythm, getting his leg up, getting the ball out of his glove. Everything's sort of setting its lane. He's got a nice little finish to it. It's easy. It's hot coming out of his hand. When he's got the little tougher, harder split finger, that makes the fastball better. That makes the lanes tougher to pick up. Hey, he's imp almost impossible to hit. You know, and your your point is well made, Kevin, about if if you're Ross Atkins and you've just sent out oh. Alec Manoa and you have no idea when you're going to see him again. Nope. I mean, you just don't. We don't have any idea. Nope. Uh, is it possible that he won't be back at all this year? Possible. Possible. It's got to be possible. Everything's got to be possible at this point in time. Is it possible he's back in a month? Possible. Hope so. But... 
when you get a performance like this, if 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 Gossman, Barrios, and Bassett, Bassett who goes tomorrow, if they can kind of if they can keep this role going, and the Jays starting pitchers have, let's face it, even with Alec Manoa's struggles, they have they have shouldered the load here. They've done their share. You know that puts in a lot of ways you're almost putting pressure on the GM to make a move to not uh, try to fill in for Alec Manoa's absence with a bunch of odds and ends. If, you, if you're getting this type of starting pitching and you can make a little run here, and make a run early. See, I think this is the important thing. I think it's important for this team to make a run before the trade deadline. I think it's important for this team to really send a message to anybody who's doubting that they've got a shot to go far in, in, in the playoffs this year. You're going to need these starters to, to come through. I, I you're going to need Kevin Gossman to be a Cy Young contender, I think, for this thing to go where you want it to go, to have any chance of going where you want it to go. Yeah, for sure, for sure, right? And and now it's sort of the, the lineup needs to continue to do what it's been doing is build off of some really good at-bats and, you know, some key names start stepping up and doing their thing. Springer, Bobichette's been doing his thing all year. You know, Vladdy Kevin, is Dalton Varsho. A Dalton Varsho has got – Dalton yeah. Varsho's got 11 home runs. Yeah, I know. Well, it's it's funny how good he looks when he's not hitting cleanup. Right? I mean, it's just obvious. I mean, it's obvious he, he's got more swag. Like, his timing's a little bit better. It's freer and easier. Yeah, I, I, I know he got out, but I like the 97 that he pulled foul. When's the last time mm-hmm. you saw him yes. do that? I'll give you the answer. Never. I've, all year, I've never seen him take 97 on the black end and yank that thing three miles foul. I mean, it's three miles foul, and it's a strike. But the point is that he wasn't trying to do it. It's just everything worked in unison. He got the foot down early. It looked free and easy. He held his finish. It's 97 on the black end. I mean, he can continue to do that. You can tell he's gaining some confidence. Hopefully they leave him down in the order, right? Just don't put him in the cleanup spot. Continue to let him do his thing, right? And hit bad pitching, right? That was a split finger a little bit up and away. That's something that he can get out and around, get it in the air. He's a pull hitter. Do his thing that way. Looks like he's get, gaining a little bit of confidence. They're going to need him for sure. George Springer homered. Uh, Bo Bichette, 389-foot homer, uh, his 13th of the year. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it, it was a uh, – the, the lineup, you know, Springer, Bichette's been there all year. Springer starting to look a little better. Uh, Varsho, you're right. I think if you – Put him in the right spot. You're probably going to get what you what you want out of him. I mean, you know, Whit Merrifield and and Kevin Kiermaier continue to get on base, which is what you want them to do. Oh, man, it would really help with the big dude in the number three spot. Just started driving balls, Kevin. Just started hey, mashing. Hey balls. Jeff, how about how about me and you? Me and you get together here and stop saying that. Like, well, every single day, me and you say it two or three times a day, and. I think we should just sort of let it happen. If it happens, it happens. We all, Everybody knows that he's sort of needed to step up, especially now that Alec Manoa's not here and they're missing a starter and they're going to need to do some things on days off and they may need an opener. And, you know, you're bringing up guys that probably shouldn't be big leaguers. There's, everybody knows you need him. It's, it's sort of the predetermined approach before he walks to the plate. Just doesn't seem to be working. Maybe you mix it up. Look right down the middle. 416-870-0590, star 591 a lot of calls. Let's get to the phone lines. Daniel in Bolton, you want to talk about hey. Kevin Gossman. 
Hey, gentlemen, how's it going? Big fan of the show. You guys do a great job pre-post game. Really big fan of it. So I want to talk about Kevin Gosman. So every fifth day, every time he's going out there, it just seems like he's just incredibly like lighting it up, strikeout after strikeout, making the right pitches. It's just so nice to see considering everything that's been going on with uh, the up and down with Manoa. And to have Kevin Gosman just solidify that role of an ace has just been phenomenal for this team, especially, like I mentioned, all the up and downs and with the offense clicking tonight. It's just so much better. And I just wanted to get your opinion on that. What do you guys think about Gosman? I just think he's a true leader and he shows and proves every fifth day that he's out there and he's giving us a chance to win. Yeah, listen, it's interesting. You know, I've made this point to a couple of people. Um, I don't know if I've seen a free agent come into this city and sort of quietly make himself at home the way Kevin Gossman does. Um, you know, you see, you see little things, and, you know, we knew this. Kevin Gossman, they bought a house when they came here. I mean, he's out and about, you know, and, and you know, some guys, like if, if there were some players took the social media to find out, you know, ask people, hey, can you tell us where you get good cinnamon buns? I kind of roll my eyes like, you're trying a bit too hard. You know, you're trying a bit too hard. Kevin Gossman's not like that. He is a guy who's uh, made himself part of this community. His wife has made herself part of this community. They are involved in the, you know, the, everything going on with, with, with the players' wives and that. She's got a big role in that. Um, he's, yeah, I mean, he, you just look at the guy. The guy's a dude. I mean, I can't put it any other way. The guy's a dude. He, he, he's a dude. He just, I like the way he carries himself. I like the way he talks. You know, mostly I like the way, I like the way he goes out and pitches, man. And, um, you know, there's a lot of criticism of Ross Atkins for a lot of things that have gone on at this team lately. But I got to tell you, George Bassett, and I know people are going to say, Jeff, it's easy to spend money. Hasn't always been easy for this organization to spend money. Trust me in that. I've been around a long time. But uh, signing Gossman as a free agent, Signing Chris Bassett as a free agent. Pretty good moves right now for this organization. Yeah. I mean, what, where would they be if, without those two guys, right? Chris Bassett, I mean, with all the pitches that he throws, calling his own game, you know, he's, he's uh, directing traffic on the mound, a lot going on, and still giving you a quality start and giving his team a chance to have the big inning late in the game, no matter where he's pitching. Absolutely. it's <laughs> Kevin Gosman can go to social media because he's dominating – really, really good hitters, right? And he's doing it with two he's pitches. He was doing that even before That's sort of what it is. He was doing well, that. I mean, it's yeah, – it his, his first news conference when he was signed here, I mean, he hit all the right tones. And, you know, listen, I think it's important for some people. We can roll our eyes. It's important for people to feel that a dude likes the city. It just is. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like his family loves the city. Good for them. But, I, you know, it's – right now they're banking on him giving the start – that we saw tonight every fifth day. And it looks like he's capable of doing that. Ryan in Vancouver. You're on Blue Jays. Gentlemen, What's up, Ryan? Just want to get Barker's opinion on. Okay, I'm going to leave. Getting in the, <laughs> um, what is the best case scenario with Manoa? Like, what what do you think of management is thinking here? What's what's the what's the best way that like, is he is this a month? Is this two months? Do they have no idea? Do they? How is this going to work? Yeah, thanks for the call. I look. I I would be in the camp of I think they have no idea. Like I, you know, I I know they're they have fifty khakis working on that and they're trying to sculpt, you know, the perfect Alec Manoa. 
I, I, I don't think they have any. I, Jeff, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm off base here, but no, man, I don't think, how, they how, don't have a clue. how could you, how could you have, they a clue? Don't have a clue? I mean, what, what are you basing a good, like, what, I know he's trying to take positives away from outings. Did you see any positives? I, I didn't really. I mean, the slider had gotten better in the last couple of starts. You know, the, again, I will get back to this and I will continue to say it. Why he dominated last year. It's because of arm side, right? It's into a righty, away to a lefty. He can elevate the four-seamer. He can throw the two-seamer in. It's that little lane, right, that made righties very uncomfortable. And then he could start that slider down the middle and it break away, and you'd see Fanny out, the little weak swing from the righty. He'd get the rollover. You wouldn't see any change-ups. That, for me, if you're going to start anywhere with other things, right, it's building off the weight program and the conditioning and the throwing program and, you know, the bullpens. It's building off that. But for me, I would think it's lanes, arm, side. You figure that out. Forget about the velocity. And for me, it's about control, that side of the plate. If he can do that, you'll see him sooner than later. If he doesn't do that, I'm with Jeff. It could be a little bit longer, and maybe you won't see him all year. Yeah, I look. I I think at this point, Kevin, you treat him as uh, anything you get from him is a bonus. Like you cannot wait around for Alec Manoa. You could, if you were the Oakland Athletics, you could yeah. wait around for Alec Manoa. But you aren't the Oakland Athletics. You're a team that wants to, you know, go farther than he did last year when you made the playoffs. You can't mm-hmm. wait for Alec Manoa. I mean, I'm sorry. I love Alec Manoa. It's a great story. All that good stuff. You can't wait for Alec Manoa if you're the Blue Jays. You've got yeah, to the, essentially uh, operate under the assumption that if you get him this year, it's not going to be until later in the year, and that it's going to be gravy. It's almost like you wouldn't know until you throw him out there against the Rays or the Yankees or sure. the Orioles or you know against a really good team who knows him. Yeah, and then he would have a that. That's sort of the only way you would. Know. Let's be clear: you can't send a dude down to any farther than the, than the Florida compact complex <laughs> well, league. Well, well you mean, know, you could put well, him so in the Dominican well, it's Summer purpose. League. It's well, I know it is, but but what that. I'm saying is that you know, don't uh, don't be looking at his uh, the first time you see him pitching against I don't know the Clearwater Phillies or whoever the hell it is. Like, don't be looking at the box score and go, oh "My God, Alec Manoa had five innings and struck out." That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's not how he's going to be judged. That's not how he's going to be judged. I, honest to God, I think the best thing Jays fan do is can just put Alec Manoa out of their mind right now. If you see Alec Manoa, if you see Alec Manoa mm-hmm. at some point later in the year, you know it's that's going to be good, and take it at that. And maybe he's a guy that can come up later in the year. Well, we talked about wanting to bake in that extra day for for Gossman or Bassett, uh, especially if they continue to log the innings they log. You got him. You've got maybe Hyunjin Ryu comes back at some point in the second half. Uh, well, the Jays hope he comes back at some point in the second half. It's just kind of forget about Alec Manoa for now. Yeah. And let Alec Manoa do what Alec Manoa's got to do. In the meantime, Ross Atkins has to figure out how the hell they're going to get by every fifth day. Yeah, I hope that's. I hope that doesn't rush him. That that's that's your hope is is because they can't find a guy they really need a guy you know instead of giving him I'm just saying this saying get him in a month you give him a half a month you rush him and then he comes back up here and he looks sort of like he looked before he got sent down so hopefully they give him time he goes down there and figures out everything off the field he needs to figure out with the conditioning and et cetera starts figuring out that arm side and hopefully they see him sooner and later. Greg and Stevensville, you're on Blue Jays talk. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I really want to take this back to uh, game one of Seattle in the postseason last year and Alec Manoa starting. I, I, I did not understand that. And, you know, I don't blame Alec Manoa. I blame John Schneider. This guy is so young. And they put this guy up on a pedestal to the point where he could almost only fail. I, I really, like, start looking at the... He finished the third man- in Cy Young voting. He, he or he was, was a finalist was, for Cy Young, I'm sorry. If you really look at his entire time with the Blue Jays, like, how how great has all of it really been? The first game he started with the Blue Jays this season... How many runs did he have? Well, we made. He barely won that game. Yeah, Greg, we both Barker and I made this point. He should not have been the opening day starter. Uh, th- there's no doubt about that. Kevin Gossman, and you know, in the long run, look, if he wasn't the opening day starter, would he still be sent down? Probably. I'm not saying that that's what that that's what started his season and he couldn't recover from it. But you are right, and we both said it. He's he's not the he wasn't the ace of the staff. He's not your opening day starter. Your opening day starter is Kevin Gossman. And and that's the way you know, that's the way it, that's the way it should have been. Is uh, about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago, I wrote on the Blue Jays uh, Instagram page on after one of the games. I said uh, Gosman is the Blue Jays' number one pitcher, and I actually got lit up for saying that. Can you believe you know that? Yeah, you know what the motto of the story is: Don't go on social media. Stay off social. So, you don't need to be in social media is for bad people. It really is. You'll be much, much ha- happier. Hey, has anybody told you, by the way, has anybody told you, by the way, you sound like Greg from Succession, the TV show, Nicholas Braun? <laughs> I, that's funny. I got told I got, I sound like another actor by someone like uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Right no, there's nothing wrong with it. Appreciate the call, and and you do, and your name is Greg, anyhow. So thank you very much. I just thought he sounded like Greg from Succession, but anyhow, uh, there you go. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety. Barker's looking at me like you got three heads. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety. Star five ninety one. Triple eight triple six zero five ninety five one. The Blue Jays have beaten the Houston Astros, the second of a four game series. Game three goes tomorrow. We're going to take a break. Come back. Got some breaking news, no pun intended, some breaking news about the New York Yankees. And we'll get to the Bet365 standing, standings update as well. It's Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan of the Sportsnet Radio Network. No friends in the industry, my brothers been my brothers made. Hey, this is Alec Manoa. You're listening to Toronto Blue Jays Baseball on the Sportsnet Radio Network. All right, welcome back to Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, the Sportsnet Radio Network. You may want to uh, put away that Alec Manoa plug, that Alec Manoa commercial for a while. (laughs) Down the line, get rid of that. We don't want to hear it again until he's back up here. I'm just kidding. 5-1, the Blue Jays have beaten the Houston Astros. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding at all. 5-1, 5-1, the Blue Jays have beaten the Houston Astros. I, got, I just broke out in a cold sweat here all of a sudden. Everything we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes has been wrong. He's still in the building. 
Uh, time now for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. We'll get to John Schneider, yeah, the manager of the Blue Jays, in a minute. Uh, download the Bet. I don't know, Kevin. I do not know. <laughs> download the Bet365 app and check out the latest odds for today's baseball games. 19-plus play responsibly. Ontario only. The Boston Red Sox and Cleveland Guardians are just about to go finalists. 5-4 for the Red Sox in the bottom of the ninth. My Tampa Bay Rays, Kevin Barker, they beat the you Minnesota Twins 7-0. The Chicago White Sox, they did us a solid, beating the Yankees 3-2. Baltimore uh, is ahead of Milwaukee 3-2 in the seventh inning. I mentioned there was some breaking news uh, with the Yankees. I'll get to that in a minute after we give you the American League East standings as they uh, as they are as of this moment with uh, the Rays, as we said, the Rays, I'm sorry, not the Rays, the uh, Orioles still playing. In the American League East, Tampa Bay, Kevin Barker, 44 wins, 19 <laughs> losses. The Baltimore Orioles, 37-22. and 22. The Yankees are 36-26. and 26. The Jays, 34-28. and 28. Two back of the Yankees, two out of the wild card as we speak. The Boston Red Sox mm-hmm. are 31 and and I mentioned the breaking news with the New York Yankees. It was not a pun, but uh, Aaron Judge has gone on the injured list with a contusion and sprained ligaments in his toe, according to manager Aaron Boone. So Aaron Judge, who uh, I think it was Saturday, he sustained the injury, crashing into the outfield fence, making a catch at Chavez Ravine against the Dodgers. He is on the IL with contusion and sprained ligament in his toe. The Yankees have never been completely healthy this year. They just got Donaldson back. They just got Stanton back. They got Trevino back. And now Aaron Judge goes on the IL. John Schneider, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, just wrapped up his media availability. And, um, well, needless to say, after spending his entire pregame talking about Alec Manoa, he got to talk about a positive pitching story tonight. He got to talk about Kevin Gossman. John, as far as his pitches from when he was in Houston, what was the difference tonight in the splitter, in the fastball, how he was executing? Yeah, they had a really good plan against him the first time. I think his splitter was carrying the zone a little bit more. He had better velo than he had that time in Houston, and he snuck some heaters in down in the zone when he had to. So, again, I think he's evolved a little bit this year and kind of taken that you know next step forward into pretty much elite category to where – yeah, everyone knows that the split is a really, really good pitch, and he's he's taking his shots with his heater down on the zone when he needs to. From afar, you can kind of take it for granted that he's going to give you maybe seven innings, but particularly in the context of, you know, you guys had to get 26 outs from your bullpen last night. What's the importance of him being able to go seven? Yeah, it's huge. You know, a lot of times that, you know, a, a day like yesterday can kind of, you know, put you in a little bit of a bind for a couple days, and I think what Kev did tonight kind of reset us a little bit, and... um Again, I think that's what really good pitchers do. They understand the situation that they're in. And again, kind of going back to Keeg's point, he doesn't put too much pressure on himself. It's just the same. So it wasn't like he was trying to do more than he should have. Um, but it really, really, you know, lines us up well going forward. Yeah, that was a great comment from John Schneider calling it a reset. Coming off last night, Alec Manoa couldn't make it out of the first inning. The Jays basically had to empty the bullpen, even used Anthony Bass. Um, and which gave those people who didn't boo Alec Manoa a chance to boo somebody. So that's always, you know, it kind of gets your money's worth when you do that. But, um, yeah, huge tonight. It just to, to, to get that, to let, you know what it did, Kevin? Let everybody, you could get the sense around the ballpark tonight. 
it let everybody just take a breath and kind of step back from the brink a bit. I think. He's one and of the night. Now you got Chris Bassett going tomorrow. Hopefully, you get yeah. the same thing. You got Jose Barrios going. Um, it's remarkable how something. It's remarkable how the feeling can change around the team within a matter of a few hours. It really so look is. How, look how they walk around the field. Look how they act in the dugout when Kevin goes. Look at the defense. Pitching. Look at the defense tonight behind yeah, him yeah. on their yeah, toes. Yeah. No question. Like, it's the, we know who's on the mound. Like, well, we, we got a real good chance of winning every time he runs mm-hmm. out there, which is he's, he's like their security blanket. Good for him. It's a good dude. Uh, before we get back to the phone lines, uh, I know I always ask you this, but I like checking in with you every now and then. Hmm. How many home runs do you think Bo Bichette could hit in a year if he really tried to hit home runs? He's not trying to hit them now? No, but I mean, if he, you know, they used to say that about Ichiro Suzuki. You know, Ichiro, guys used to say Ichiro could hit 40 home runs if he decided to hit home runs instead of spraying the ball over the field. I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm wondering how, what, what you think what you think the the upper level for Bo would be in terms of home runs. He's got 13 now. What do you think the upper level would be? Yeah, I think 40 might be a tick strong. I mean, they have moved the fences in. That would would open up right center a little bit more. If you notice, it looks like he's trying to shoot it over there occasionally, a little elevated up in the way. You know, I get a little frisky. We got the lead. I ain't trying to get on base. I want to round them pillars. And you can see he's sort of directed that way. The ball carries over there. I mean, that's a good hitter trying to use – the park to his advantage. I think 40 might be a bit steep, right? It's just, I think his approach is a little hard to get out of. It's more of an inside out. I'm really thinking mm-hmm. about level, you know, more hitting than I am back spinning out in front, big daddy hack, Bo Bichette. I think we've seen enough of that. And, and quite frankly, I think he's, he's graduated away from that. And because of that, he's a MVP candidate. I think 40 a bit steep, but I don't, I'm okay with 30 in a hundo. You know, I've been mm-hmm. yelling and screaming about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. being your 30 and 100 guy. Why can't Bo be that? Yeah, I find Bo intriguing that. because when you talk to people, you know, you talk to Dante, for example. Dante could tell you that if he wanted to hit 30, 35 home runs, he could hit 30, 35 home runs. Other people say he could win a batting title. And I kind of – Can I'm he do both? Of, I mean, I don't know, but I, I can certainly see him. I can see him winning a batting title. Like, you know, to – Boy. What the hell? Why not? Well, there's, there's, because there's a lot of parts. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm with you. He is having a unbelievable start to his season. But Jeff, just look at all the parts. I mean, I know it's a little bit more under control, and he's mastered the two levels of it, right? He can kick it, sort of like Josh Donaldson when, when he won the MVP. He would kick it, recognize off speed, kick it a little higher, so he would have a little bit more time to get it down and stay balanced, and everything's happening sort of in the phone booth, right, to where he can sit and spin and have good direction with his hands and his barrel. And I mean, he's elite. Let's get, uh, let's get one more caller in. Brian in Burlington, you've been patient. Thanks for your time. Please go ahead. Yeah, no worries. Uh, you guys pretty much covered exactly what I was going to talk about. But, oh, for one thing, it was great outpouring tonight. We got balls and strikes that were balls and strikes. But, uh, Bark, I got a question for you. When you got a guy on the mound, that is a capable pitcher. How much of a better player does it make you? Uh, that's a that's. A thanks for the call. I think he's talking about behind, playing behind him. Is that what he's talking about, Jeff? Probably. I would think so. Yeah. 
I mean, it would make you a much better player, right? You're on your toes. You're ready to go side to side. Stuff's happening back. faster, right? Uh, no question, right? You you think about action. Like, the the you know, he's not having a ton of three and two counts. It's, you know, three pitches. We got action, baby. Like, I, I'm ready to catch it if it's in play. You see Brandon Belt over there. He's moving late right on the secondary pitches with a lefty up. Like, he's doing a little cheating, and he punches him out. He's like, yeah, I didn't want to catch that anyway. Like, you know, they're having fun out there. They're back and forth. They're talking to each other. You know, they're engaged. Absolutely, it makes you a better player. No question. Yeah, and I just think it, coupled with the the kid that Houston ran out, who I really like, by the way. I mean, he came as advertised, Hunter Brown. It was just kind of nice. I mean, it was a nice, crisply pitched game. Easy game to umpire for the most part. Um, <laughs> and, and, yeah, it was a good uh, – it just it was – you know what it was, Kevin? It was just like a normal, no dramatic baseball game. Two really good teams playing against each other. That, that's exactly what it was. The Blue Jays got a really good team. Like, they just had a bad little stretch there where they couldn't get anything going. They couldn't, you know, they were having trouble hitting and the runners in scoring position. That, for me, is because of where your lineup was at. You know, you had some guys in situations you probably shouldn't have had them in. But they're both good teams going after it. That's how you beat it. Most of the time, it's about who hits more homers. Blue Jays came out on top with that. They certainly did tonight, 5-1. to one. Kevin Gossman was terrific, tying a career high with 13 strikeouts. He is now tied with Spencer Strider for the major league lead in that category. He's got a, he's got a nice cushion over Shohei Otani in the American League category for strikeouts, and uh, he is definitely, definitely, definitely making those of us who picked him as a preseason Cy Young candidate feel pretty good about our choices. So, after a dramatic day at the ballpark, it ends with a 5-1 Blue Jays win. We get to do it again tomorrow. 7.07 is the first pitch on Sportsnet 590. The fan, Ben and Chris will have the call of the game for you. Thanks so much for joining us as always. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Did you know that vehicles rust faster in warmer weather? As the weather warms and we all get ready for summer, make sure your vehicle is protected from rust with Crown. Visit crown.com for your nearest location. We'll